monster right my children a show about fighting monsters right right i'm adam me ali you podcast <laughs> welcome to april yes welcome to april we're, we're, we're in the season of the monkey it's all monkey business no people business we're getting rid of our responsibilities we're returning to monkey it's monkey time yeah uh, monkey business not as usual this is a, a special occasion. Yes. Also, yeah. however, apes were not part of the monthly theme that I selected in December of last year. Oh, right. Uh, what's our what's our monthly theme that we're going to uh, apply April to? Yes, the monthly theme for April is homo romantic. Well, okay, that's uh I mean, that makes sense. We're yep. we're, we're going across uh across different kinds of of brotherhoods. Yes, we are talking about Homo is a genus of ape. <laughs> exactly. This is certainly a romantic tale of sorts. It is. And also this one is one of the ones that isn't necessarily sexual because it is just homo romantic. Yeah. This is just two people of the same gender that just found love of some sort and that's lovely. <laughs> I agree. Let's talk about this lovely love for the the ape man himself. Tarzan, king of the apes. Tarzan, ape king. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, uh, most people are familiar with our our monkey man uh, from his uh, his classic Disney film. Yes, I would say that, that is probably the definitive modern interpretation of Tarzan in most people's minds. You uh, led me towards a the the greater Tarzan universe, <laughs> the TCU. <laughs> Yes, the, the the many collected works of Edgar Rice Burroughs and um, the the fact that Tarzan has gone on many a wackadoo sci-fi and fantasy uh, escapade. And most of those involve the Mangani. Me, Tarzan, you, Lang. Who are the Mangani and why do they rule? That is a great question. Now, to begin with... <laughs> I wanted to begin by pointing out that this story was written in 1912. And not only was this story written in 1912, this is a story written in 1912 about a white Englishman noble who finds uh, himself as a baby stranded in Africa and suddenly becomes the best at being an ape and the best at every kind of everything ever. And yeah, picks up languages like not nobody's business. He's uh, incredibly athletic, youthful to a T, uh, uh, pride uh, of a uh, of mankind in a in a bad way. Yes. Okay. So this is very very explicitly an exercise on the part of uh, noted author Edgar Rice Burroughs. This is an exercise on his beliefs in scientific racism and eugenics, and. When I went to breach this topic, at first Adam was like, yeah, we're going to put a little disclaimer up first, like, let's get that out of the way and just be like, yeah, we probably should mention this. And I'm like, Adam, this is the whole point of Tarzan. This is why he wrote it. And yeah. I, I wrote, I read an excerpt from Wikipedia that was just like, 
Burroughs strongly supported eugenics and scientific racism. His views held that English nobles made up a particular heritable elite among Anglo-Saxons. Tarzan was meant to reflect this, with him being born to English nobles and then adopted by talking apes. The Mangani, they expressed eugenicist views themselves, but Tarzan is permitted to live despite being deemed unfit in comparison and grows up to surpass not only them, but black Africans, who Burroughs clearly presents as inherently in inferior, even not wholly human. Christ, God. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's bad. So, like, and I want to talk about the fact that you were just, like, that you weren't aware of the fact that Tarzan is really kind of fucked up. Yeah, I I did not look at it more than the kind of, uh, what do you call it? I would call it, I had an innocence uh, purview. I think, from a thousand miles away. It's like, oh yeah, the, the guy that he hangs out with the monkeys. I think that's extremely, extremely common, though. Yes, I, I think so. And that's on purpose, because, like, after, like, decades, more than a century of this being in the public domain, well, of this existing, and for decades of it being in the public domain, and being, like, reinterpreted over and over again, the reason why they don't go into too many of these different adventures and things is because they don't want to use too much of that source material. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the almost the, the Disney Tarzan seems to be like the standard, the, the go-to that people like, I guess the, the sanitized version of the tale. Sanitized is a good word for it. Now, I famously have not seen a lot of Disney movies. So this was my first time watching the 1999 Tarzan. Yeah, I, I believe I first saw it in theaters. Yeah, I, I recall where where we parked that day. My brain's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually released exactly in time for the. It's actually released just in time for the eighty seventh anniversary of the publication of the novel, uh, but also several months removed. So, Tarzan 1999 is an animated Disney film. I think many of us have seen this. Yes, I think the Phil Collins soundtrack's a, a popular track to, to, to many. Yeah. When I was watching the opening scene and, like, the Phil Collins came in, like, he started just singing, like, Softly tread the sand below your feet now as they're walking on that. And it's like, lift high the beams as they're lifting high the beam. And it's like... I just kind of wish he kept singing everything that happened in the movie. Like, <laughs> and now you go into the treehouse. Are they dead or just sleeping? Away, oh, no shit. Bloody paw prints. That leopard ate these fucking guys. Wow. A picture of a family. You found a baby. It's kind of like this baby is your baby. <laughs> Holy shit, the leopard's here. <laughs> and now you've got to fight him, too. Why did they build a second part of the treehouse? What is this whole thing for? Why is there a net under it? What is this for? When did they have the time to build this stuff? Yeah, just the entire film of it. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I, I'd love if you could get into, like, the dialogue, too. Like, once you, like meet Jane and, and seeing company. Well, unlike every other Disney Renaissance soundtrack, the characters are not singing the songs. Phil Collins does. And I really think that takes away from the quality of the movie. Yeah, it's not... Uh, 
they're not interwoven. <laughs> you don't hear Quasimodo talk about his feelings as you see him dance around. <laughs> Instead, it's just, oh, there's dancing and then there's singing and uh, that not well blended. Yeah. And then, like, the one exception is there is, like, in the first scene, there's a little lullaby that Kala starts to sing to Tarzan that immediately sounds suspiciously like a Phil Collins song. <laughs> it's just like... Oh, don't cry, little baby that I just named Tarzan for no reason in particular. Don't look it up. Don't cry. <laughs> oh, she don't even know my name, but I think she likes me all the same. Su 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 studio. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so let's, uh, the, the, the plot of the Disney film is no, is no hidden mystery to, to, to many. Right. Yes. It's a, yeah. It, it, the, a, a noble family cra- crashes in in a. It's the equatorial Africa. Yes, it's probably somewhere in equatorial Africa. That's where like most of the uh, different like animals on display here are. It's hard to say. It's hard to judge based on the flora, but it's either like the West African rainforest or the Congo, probably. But like, there's also mm-hmm. like lemurs and stuff from Madagascar, and it's like they really just. I don't know. It looks. Looks good, they throw it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's set in fantasy Africa, don't worry about it. Fantasy Africa right. where there's no black people. Correct. On the cast list for Disney's Tarzan. And in all yep. the whole movie, there are absolutely no black people. <laughs> You'll know some other uh, inconsistencies. You'll see that Tarzan, who grows to be a, a, a full-grown man raised by gorillas in this version of the tale, uh, is uh, without a, a hair in his body, <laughs> save for his head. But hey, I really can't just, you can't leave me hanging there. <laughs> you can't cut me off. <laughs> I, need to, I need to take the train into the station. You can't derail me in Ohio. Okay, uh, go on, please. So there's no black people in Tarzan. And it definitely could have been worse, but I do think that was a clumsy way to handle things. You think that they uh, should have been uh, integrated? Yeah, yes. I think they should have had, like, Native Africans in the movie set in Africa. Mm-hmm. But just don't make it, like, about how... Just don't make it racist. How hard is that? You just have to not try. Yeah, uh, they... So, I, I could see uh, the elements of the, the animated film take story beats from the first two... Uh, books in the Tarzan series. Tarzan of the Apes from 1912 and The Return of Tarzan, 1913. Mm. In, uh, I believe, the first one, 1912, uh, they do have native Africans shown. And to them, uh, Tarzan is a spirit, almost. Mm. He, he is an evil spirit that tra- like, like travels the forest around them. They also, one tribe of people ends up uh, killing Tarzan's surrogate ape mother. Right. And then Tarzan becomes extremely racist against black people. Yeah, that also occurs. So I could see them look at that and say, okay, if, if, if there's in their sanitizing, they sprayed that section enough so much that nothing was left. Yeah, they really over... I think they overcorrected a bit. But mm-hmm. uh, one... Overbleached might be a good term here. Oh, <laughs> that is actually a good... That's a good... <laughs> a fair metaphor honestly that might be one of the reasons why this movie killed the disney renaissance it's just a little bit off you know yeah yeah uh, absolutely one of those white people that was in the cast this was a pleasant surprise that i forgot about rosie o'donnell was in this 
She was. Hi, Rosie. Hey, we're recording this on April 4th, 2023. How's your day going? <laughs> Anything exciting happened in the news? <laughs> oh, I'll take that as a yes. Thank you, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hi. I, I know what you're referring to, although I'm currently looking at a picture, a picture of Rosie O'Donnell on Wikipedia, which is... Mm. Her, um, she's, uh, I'm gonna say, baring her teeth mm. in the show of dominance. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that to apes. No, no, that, that's, uh, I know specifically you're not supposed to. Mm. I saw some kind of zoo footage, uh, from, uh, in recent history that was some, a little girl did that in an aping enclosure, and it was no good. No, you don't want to do that. No, no, no. No, no, no. Also, hey, here's a thought. Uh, speaking of Wikipedia, I'm just on here now. Random fact time. <laughs> Burroughs' California ranch uh, was named Tarzana, and that is what the suburb of Los Angeles was built around. Oh, that's real. That, that's neat. Yeah, I was wondering. I thought that he got the name Tarzan from Tarzana. From, but... the, the, from the Mangani language, of course, right? Right, the real Mangani language. <laughs> The real language yes. of the anthropoid ape people, uh, Mangani, where Tarzan means white skin. This fucking guy, I swear to God. Yeah, that that was that what keyed me off that. I'm like, uh-oh, we're into... <laughs> just right on the title of every book, it's right there. Right, and then, like, in the Disney movie, like, uh, Glenn Close... He made up this language. Gorilla Glenn Close is just like, I think I'll name him Tarzan for no reason. Don't think about it. <laughs> right. So, uh, in the film, raised by a family of gorillas, mm -hmm. uh, as he became an adult, not a not a hair on his chinny-chin-chin. None. No, a clean, clean shaven for some, somehow. <laughs> Maybe he shaved. I don't know why, that, that always bothered me about the film. I mean, yeah. Also, what part of Africa has, like, the DNA trees? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the trees with, with squirreling, twirling uh, branches that go everywhere that he just surfs down barefooted. Like, what trees do that? And also, uh, how can he do that? Because there should be no way he should be able to grab stuff with his feet. But uh, in the original novel, Burroughs does write about Tarzan being able to use animal super senses because he isn't like most humans. Hashtag not like the other humans. And hasn't been taught to use his reason in place of his instincts. Therefore, the muscles that swivel the ears have not atrophied in him. And it's like, this makes no sense. Uh, but it does explain how he can grab stuff with his feet. Because they were like, yeah, sure, why not? And I, that is something I want to quick quick point out. Well, another fun tree fact about the film. Uh, they used deep canvas technology to make all the, the tree sequences. Which mm. basically meant that they made a 3D model of like these structures that he would like slide down and then they painted over every angle of that model it was a very time sensitive like process that was later uh, basically pushed out in favor of cgi making the whole object there but it was making a basically a 3d painting and it was incredibly cool hmm. uh, vi visual art form that unfortunately was only in a couple of disney films this and uh i think um what's it treasure planet a uh, treasure planet yes yeah, I mean, it, it's, it does look way better than, like, if it were fully CGI, I would not remember it. Yes, but it stands out, of course, because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, as the tale goes, uh, some other Englishmen come to, come to the land. 
including Jane, her father, and Clayton. Yes. Uh, they are British in this movie, but in the original book, they are from Baltimore. Oh. Yeah. And I, I do want to point out that Cl uh, Clayton in the book is Tarzan's cousin. Yes, Tars Clayton is from England, and uh, Jane thinks that he... Jane wishes that Clayton was American, and she thinks that this is a compliment. And, like, it's called out as that, where it's like, you're being xenophobic towards British people. Anyway, back to my fucking extremely racist <laughs> book. Right. And as the story goes, of course, Tarzan learns to... <laughs> Uh, the other side of things as he meets people that who are like him mm. and uh he clashes with clayton does he know this people does he know these people who are like him uh, i, I want to know if he knows those people oh interesting something's familiar about this conversation uh, is there anything else we want to say about the disney picture before we get into the the books yes okay so in real life, I don't care how many stock chimpanzee sound effects they use. Disney's Tarzan is a rough movie to watch if you know the difference between chimpanzee sounds and gorilla sounds. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, no. That, that sounds real rough for you. It's so bad. It's so it's so <laughs> bad. Okay. So anytime you hear the like, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, and like the little like chatters, so like, ooh, ooh, ah, 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 like that, that's a chimpanzee. Yeah. Oh, makes sense. Little guys, little fellas, little sounds. The gorillas are more like, ah, ah. <sighs> like those kind of sounds. Yeah, 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 like that. This is yeah, good, actually. Yeah, okay. Now, so in real life, I don't care how many stock chimpanzee sound effects they use. Kerchak is a silverback gorilla. That leopard spine is fucking finite. <laughs> like, crunch, done. Yeah, there's no... Leopards should not put, put up as good of a fight. No, the leopard that makes exclusively puma sounds should have run away like 40 <laughs> times over the course of this action sequence. But like, it's a Hollywood predator, so it like... In real life, predators run away. Like, there's no such thing as toxic masculinity in the jungle. This leopard's got nothing to prove. It will run if shit goes bad. But in Hollywood, the, the predators fire three lasers at things and blow them up and... yeah. It's the same thing yep. with, like, you find your prey and you stalk up on it and then you roar and then you charge at it. Like, babe, why'd you roar? You just, <laughs> right, right. You just scared it. That's the point. And also, why, why did you, you stalk if you're going to roar? Why did you randomly charge into a group of, into a troop of gorillas? Like, that's such a prop. Like, that's like if I wanted a cheeseburger and instead of going to the grocery store, I drove all the way to a farm and just charged a herd of bulls. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah paint yourself red and just just random circles <laughs> slowly uh, shrinking circles around them but then i remember that bulls aren't actually uh, bulls are colorblind and they're not angered by the color red they're angered by the movement of the cape so i then go to move like an angry cape <laughs> <laughs> i like the simultaneous like high intelligence low wisdom of that it's like, oh, wait, hang on. This isn't going to work. <laughs> oh, wait, this isn't going to get him mad. Hang on. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. So, uh, uh, but good notes. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, the movie ends differently from the book. It does. Uh, the ending of the movie is a little bit more like the end of Return of Tarzan. Hmm. Uh, Tarzan of the Apes actually is actually a bit of a tragedy. <laughs> After a lot of the si similar events happen, uh, Tarzan... Uh, travels 
to uh, uh he you know hops on a boat goes to different parts of the world <laughs> i think he ends up in wisconsin yes he goes back to <laughs> again jane is american in this so he goes back to the far off land of wisconsin which in mangani means land of cheesemen the lost tribe of the cheesemen <laughs> lost tribe of the cheesemen <laughs> and there uh jane gets engaged to clayton mm-hmm. and he just like he's like ah cool you know i don't want to I, I don't want any part of this, any part of these these human world politics. So I'll I'll just dip. Good move, good move. Yeah, he, re- he renounces his heritage for the sake of Jane's happiness. Hmm. <laughs> the return of Tarzan's a bit more of a Rocky too. Yeah. When it was like, okay, but here's what we really wanted. Well, he lets Clayton take the uh, inheritance because otherwise Tarzan would be able to claim it. Right. He foregoes it. Hmm. But then Rocky too. Then Rocky too. Where, where it starts off when he's like, huh, you know, I don't, I don't feel too good about what, how the, the way that went. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tarzan uh, develops a new uh, a new rival in Rockoff, <laughs> who's the, the brother of a countess. Uh, mm. He duels Tarzan. Cool. <laughs> uh, which, uh, yeah, Tarzan, like, you know, he, he agrees the fight, but is so much better than than rock off that's uh like he, he eventually just gives him his own weapons like here yours isn't working you try this try this one on <laughs> to which which makes him say like okay never mind this this isn't going anywhere i give up for now mm. uh and tarzan goes to have different adventures uh one of which he goes to uh kind of like a i would go like the the bank in like a D and D adventure or something like that. He he continuously travels to the lost city of Opar. Opar. <laughs> this is a lost colony of Atlantis. Hmm. And how did it get lost? <laughs> I don't know. Everything in these stories is lost. For the record, every book has either a lost city or a lost tribe, hmm. and it makes me think that most of the known world is lost. And I, I guess he's just an expert at. <laughs> At colonizing areas with his uh, Anglo blood. Yep, just a big colonialism man, this guy. Yeah, uh, he's huh. he's pr- like uh, Tarzan is basically the captain of of colonialism. Zaliho! Oh shit! Zai! Ah! Colonel H M Colonialism back from cyberspace. You, 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 you've returned. I have. I have found you. I see. Uh, how how did you do that exactly? By following my nose. I've become an inner explorer. Oh, okay. So so we you have learned a bit about the modern world a bit. Yes, I've been pouring through the internet archives, and Project Gutenberg has all kinds of public domain stories about my favorite characters in history, explorers. Oh, okay. Is that how we found you? Yeah, I, I think we're on the we're on the same turf as you. Indeed. Okay, so you were also on the Wikipedia article for Tarzan book series. It's my favorite article. I, I visited many times. Have you looked in the edit section? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, there, it looks like there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of uh, histories in this article, just talking about like who changed it to all caps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who changed the name of all the explorer characters to Colonel H M Colonialism, the best and strongest boy that there ever was. And uh, for what's left over here, Colonel, I will say a lot of these these entries are very um, uh, juvenile. I will admit this is my first venture into the the unknown. It cannot be a perfect journey. I've only upgraded to as 
as recently as the 90s in terms of my internet savviness. I see, okay. Yes. I'm currently looking at six gray icons. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Now, yeah. I mean, Adam, Colonel Colonialism, Hugh has changed a bit. He's gone through the belly of the whale and all that, and now he is... Uh, he is becoming more like, uh, if he's up to 97, then I guess he's neo-colonial, neo-colonialism now. I, I, th I, think, I think that'd be the best way to describe it. But, I mean, honestly, what's the difference? Uh, how is, how fair is the, the queen? Oh, shit. Um, she lives and breathes and conquers the worlds. Oh, darn. I'll, I'll have to keep, keep at it. Yep. Definitely. Uh, have you guys heard of this dot-com situation? I think I should get a lot of them. Yeah. Now, now you're now just confusing me, Colonel. I don't know. I don't know which era you're a part of. Yeah. What, what are you doing here, by the way? <laughs> I heard you're talking about the Bengali. Also, wait. If you're in the '90s, like, how do you feel about Princess Diana? I probably should not discuss any of my current plans with her. I see. But I'm I'm a huge fan. Adam, can we sidebar? She's actually my favorite. I hope the world don't do anything to her. <laughs> Adam, can we sidebar really quick? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, what's up? I think Hugh might be trying to kill Princess... I think Hugh may have killed Princess Diana. I... I that, that's... It's tough. It depends on which uh, theories you ascribe to. Okay, this is gonna be... Is this... Is this... Is this... Colonel, we'll, we'll talk to you in a sec. We got a lot to cover with the rest of the, the Tarzan stories. I'll wait here patiently. That's very kind of you, Colonel, because we did trap you in the internet forever. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, please hold. Is he, is he gone? I guess... I guess he's gone, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Let's, yeah, so Opar is, uh, yeah, it's a colony of Atlantis. So immediately, second book, we're talking about fantasy nonsense. Mm. <laughs> like, like, it's gone, like, straight up, like, oh, yeah, no, lost worlds, lost cities. Uh, there's this, there's this land ruled by a queen. They've got all kinds of gold that, like, like Ash's Pokemon. Tarzan constantly throughout stories whenever he gets low, just goes there for more gold. Yes, it's discovered that apparently, like, some of the refugees of Atlantis... Uh, fell in love with the she-apes. Mm -hmm. So all of the men look like... All of the men look like uh, look like ape people, and all of the women are hot. <laughs> They're just regular women. Yes. And also... That's very kind of you, Adam. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah. all women are beautiful. This is true. Uh, but... Right. Also, and also, beauty shouldn't be the height of of uh, of, of achievement. And, and, and gosh, I'm normally better at this. Um, but they practice a custom where they kill the boys that look too human and the women or the girls who look too ape-like. Which, like, so hmm. it, it is like, yeah, it's hmm. eugenics in action. Oh, Adam, are you saying that there's such a thing as gender-based eugenics? I mean, that can't be possibly true, right? Because, like, yeah, no, there's nothing fucked up about that at all. Second book of the series. Second book of the series. <laughs> yeah, uh, so so basically, uh, they, he reunites with, uh, with Jane and Clayton. Uh, they go on, like, a bit of a voyage. Uh for some reason, they constantly, every time someone goes on a voyage in these books, they they accidentally crash onto Equatorial Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, they they um, encounter, I believe it's a, a lion. And uh, Clayton is super scared. Uh, Tarzan is not. Saves the day. And that, that inspires Jane to uh, to throw away that, that marriage proposal and get with the, the, the one uh, Tarzan. Hmm. Which is also a weird time 
for that because uh, the high priestess of the lost city of Opar, La, um, falls in love with Tarzan. She does. She uh, is uh, is all about that. All about him. Because boy, howdy golly gosh, is this a wish fulfillment thing? <laughs> oh, you're not you're not even the the, the, the top of it. Uh, but some other in- entries in the Tarzan saga. I don't want to go into them all in great details, but here are some, some recurring ones. Uh, in the fourth book, the son of Tarzan. Tarzan has a son. Whose name is... Jack. <laughs> Jack's his regular name, just like how Tarzan's regular name is, is John... Hmm. <laughs> John Clayton II. The nearest they can manage in, of his name Jack in the ape tongue is Korak. This means killer, which seems appropriate since Jack has proven himself to be such. Uh-huh. And with his uh his superior genes, uh, Jack at age of 12 is a is the f- fully man-sized. What? Okay, you can't you what, <laughs> That's not what English people yeah. in real life are not adults by 12, Edgar. <laughs> This is almost like like Norse god stories, when it's like, oh yeah, so as a man fully grown, he emerged from his mother's womb. Eddie, what do you think white people are? <laughs> because we can't live up to your standards. And your standards are bad in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, they go on to have, like, all kinds of adventures. Um, they, here's some, uh, again, uh, some hits of, some, some classic hits of Tarzan tales. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tarzan and the Jewels of Opar. He travels back, and uh, he, several times about these books, bonks his head, forgets all about him learning civilization, learning languages, and stuff like that, and only recalls being a savage ape man. Wow. Um, in Tarzan and the Untamed, he fights the Nazis in World War One. How? Uh, he j- I guess he j- uh, Germ- certain Germans travel to parts of Africa that, that he's at. But and, how uh, are he, how are there Nazis in World War One? Oh, uh, he fights the Germans in World War One. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I call I call World War Germans Nazis. It's a mistake I always make. Okay, so like we need to learn about <laughs> history. <laughs> I'm not saying I looked at the year. Like, but, I looked at which World War year it was. But fascism was just recently coming to America. And I think we're still on high alert, but also, like, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. So, he fights Germans in World War One. Tarzan mm-hmm. the Untamed. Tarzan the Terrible, uh, he discovers a valley po- that's populated with carnivorous triceratops. Actually, hey, I'm not going to go for full seatbelts, everyone, but actually there is some evidence that uh, ceratopsians like triceratops did... Uh, feast on flesh and bone from time to time. Oh, dang. Yeah. He also describes them as, um, in the brief description I had, it was like, oh, these guys evolved from the Triceratops of, of yore, or hmm. what have you. Makes sense. Uh, in Tarzan and the Golden Lion, he raises his new lion best friend who travels with him throughout a bunch of other stories. Tight, tight as hell. Yep. There's uh, Tarzan and the Ant-Men. Tarzan Where? and the Tarzan and the Ant-Men and Quantumania. <laughs> and the Wasp. And the Wasp was there and the Wasp is there too, question mark? Uh, Are we it, sure? Uh, so he meets a a civilization of people that are one fourth the size of regular men. Chill. 
Uh, at some point, he's experimented on and transformed into one of them. Hmm. Now, I have a little bit of an excerpt from this. Oh, good. It points out something new to feel problematic about about Edgar Rice Burroughs. Okay. Although the character of Tarzan does not directly engage in violence against women, feminist scholars have critiqued the presence of other sympathetic male characters who do so with Tarzan's approval. In Tarzan and the Ant-Men and the Wasp of Quantumania, of Marvel's NBCs, the men of a fictional tribe of creatures called the Ali- called the Fuck your made-up words. Al-Alali. Alali. Oh, that's almost my name. It's your initials and my name. The Alali gained social dominance of their society by beating Alali women into submission with weapons that Tarzan willingly provides them. Following the battle, Burroughs states, To entertain Tarzan and show him what great strides civilization has taken, the son of the first woman seized a... I'm not gonna put that quote in there, actually. While Burroughs depicts some female characters with humanistic equalizing elements... Turgovnik argues that violent scenes against women in the context of male political and social domination are condoned in his writing, reinforcing a notion of gendered hierarchy where patriarchy is portrayed as the natural pinnacle of society. Um, uh, yeah, Tarzan's very concerned about ethical uh, practices in gaming journalism. Uh, I see. So it's it's not just about uh, it's not just racist work. It's also uh, against against uh, gender. Yep. I mean, listen, hey, a lot of these times when you go to the grocery store, you need all the food groups. You know what I mean? The grocery <laughs> store of bigotry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, back then, you just go to a grocery, he just gives you what he has. <laughs> and sometimes you, and sometimes he just gives it gives it to you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, other classic endeavors. Tarzan of the Lost Empire. Uh, Tarzan encounters uh, a, a lost fraction of, of the Roman Empire. Hidden in the mountains of Africa. What? Oh, wait. Okay, so, hey, real quick, that does sound like a cool alternate history proposal. I do not trust Eddie with it. <laughs> not, no, no, no. Nope. No, I'm not reading that one, and I'm sorry. Tarzan and a yeah. young German, which Adam thinks is a Nazi, find a lost remnant of the Roman, which Adam thinks is a, is a Mussolini fascist empire hidden in the mountains of Africa. I, I read through a lot of these descriptions. He eventually fights Nazis. He does eventually fight. Okay, well, let's get to it. Oh, but first, here's the big one. Tarzan at the Earth's core. Yes, uh, T- Tarzan travels to the center of the uh, an inner world inside our own. As we may have mentioned on the show, and as you know, this is a, one of my favorite genres that I want to write in one day. Yes. Subterranean fiction. This is uh, a... Uh, this is a classic example of the Lost World genre, and it is a crossover with Edgar Rice Burroughs' other uh, big, long-running series, which is Pellucidar. Right. Uh, Pellucidar, it's basically, if uh, instead of walking on the outside of the Earth, you walked on the inside, it's con, uh, K versus convex. And there's a, a sun that just sits in the middle uh, for, like, a, uh, that's perpetually shining on everything, so... You travel there to be a different tur- tunnels, and t- Tarzan does this and explores that that world. And I'm glad that uh, Colonel HM Colonialism uh, is here because he uh, because hey, the most notable thing about this interior world is that there's dinosaurs. Ah yes, did I hear that there's a new world to conquer? Oh man, we accidentally colonialism Pellucidar. <laughs> is this an inner Earth? Is that like the outer Earth? 
It's kind of like the Outer Earth, the uh, except where we have continents, they have seas, and vice versa. Uh, they, there's a there's, they have one moon that's kind of locked in place. There's an interior sun. Yes. That's blocked by the moon. So it's always noon in Pellucidar, except for one spot where it's nighttime. I feel like that is how you set everything on fire. <laughs> well, it, it's how um, it's how everyone in there loses track of time. And by that, I mean in a magical sense. Mm. Uh, people go there and they are like, sometimes they live for much longer. Sometimes they lose track. They, they It's literally like they said, well, the sun doesn't set, so we can't track days. So I guess... <laughs> Time wobbly stuff happens. Hmm. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the kind of things Tarzan encounters. <laughs> Other tar- Tarzan highlights. Uh, in Tarzan the Invincible, he starts fighting s- s- Soviet con- communists. Oh, oh, great. Great. Tarzan tr- triumphant. He fights uh, more Soviets. And he finds a lost tribe of early Christians that are practicing a terrible version of their religion. So, like modern Catholic. The regular religion, then. Ho ho! Chow! Colonel colonialism is cool? Wait. <laughs> I have one political affiliation. That's c- colonialism. Uh, she, uh, man. I mean, that is just. <laughs> the, it's weird how. Sidebar, Adam. It's weird yeah. how, like, not. It's weird how not evil Colonel colonialism is sometimes, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What's your what's your thoughts on on uh, gu- gun laws, uh, current colonialism? Well, you know, like you can you can conquer anyone with a with any kind of weapon. It doesn't have to be a gun. It could be a sword. It could be a big stick. As long as it's better than what the the people living there have. A F- fascinating blue and orange morality here. I really want to really want to examine them. Yeah, yeah. It's really something. Uh, Tarzan. So, uh, Tarzan and the Lion Man. Yeah, uh, they, there's a mad scientist. He's made a city of talking gorillas. Uh, there's a Hollywood film crew there trying to film a movie about Tarzan. And they don't cast Tarzan because he's not the right type. Oh, a mad scientist with a city of talking apes, you say? How fascinating. Oh no, this is this is getting too big of a crossover. We this is truly the Tarzan at the Earth's core of Finding Monster Right. Is Doctor Ilya Ivanov, famous real life creator of fine ape boys, meets Colonel Colonialism? I don't believe we've met. I don't believe we have met either. My name is Doctor Ilya Ivanov. I am a ghost. I live in hell, and sometimes I possess Allie when she feels a little too sciency. Ah, oh, what kind? Uh, is there room for expansion in hell? Um, you know what? I, I'm i not actually knowing. I don't know. Um, keep that in mind. I can talk with Lucifer about it. Uh, I will have to let him suck out my lungs. But, uh, yeah, no, for sure. Currently experiencing hell on Earth, trapped in this cyberspace. Hmm. Oh, fascinating. You know, I can probably hack you out of that uh, if you just... Can you not hack me into an ape of some kind? Um, will be tricky, will be tricky, especially because people count as apes, technically, so. Ah, yes. Actually, can I change that and can I request to be put into an ape? I was probably, oh, okay. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh my god, really? Like, you, you would do, you, I mean, yes, for sure, yeah. Um, when do you you want to do it? Like, um, uh, how how about next, next Tuesday? I, guys, if you don't mind, we have a we have a podcast that we're in the middle of. Actually, we're further in the middle. This is this is going slowly. 
Yeah, guys, can you can you go on your date later, please? Thank you. I did not say date. I mean, if you if you think it's date, then that, I mean maybe, but like I don't, I, I don't. I, okay, I've dumbed a ghost out of me, so I think we're okay for now. But also, we should worry. Uh, right. Uh, more amnesia plots. Uh, he Tarzan fights the secret society of leopard men. Uh, they're like tabaxi. They're not like men that wear leopard pelts. No, nope, I thought it would be. I thought it would be uh, restrained for some fucking reason. Uh, in Tarzan's quest, Jane, uh, who is absent from a lot of these, uh, but she's uh, finds a bloodthirsty lost tribe that has an immortality drug. Whoa! Uh, and in the in the end of the book, they give it to Tarzan's pet monkey. A la Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm, makes sense. Um, there's a lot of stories that have, like, Prince and the Pauper, Tarzan, and look-alike uh, situations, which I think is very fun- funny given the, uh, was it, the me- the mission statement of these books, is that there's a lot of people that look just like Tarzan out in the world. Is that kind of antithetical to the idea of Tarzan as the superior most man if there's a bunch of people that look like him? Yeah, I guess so. Unless it's like a like an oh, everyone else is an imitator. No one can do what I can do. Type angle. Since the beginning of the 1970s, Tarzan books and movies have often been criticized as being blatantly racist. Before that, they were lauded for being blatantly racist. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in this one, uh, they head out in search of quote a big old diamond. Hmm. Uh, Tarzan fights a man-sized unicorn seahorse. Uh, okay, so we get it. Shit gets crazy. There's 24 sequels. No joke. There's 24 sequels to the original book. It is truly the land before time of of monkey books. Yep. And uh, the last book that, that was written has him in the Royal Air Force in World War II. And he explains that uh, in 1912, he was uh, saved by a witch doctor and given perpetual youth. Which explains why he can last in so many of these goddamn books. Wait, so is he still alive? Uh, he was not given immortality, just perpetual youth. Oh, okay, okay. So he will just die of old age for no reason? <laughs> I guess it, he can be killed, is what that was implying. You don't die of old age. You die because old age leaves you vulnerable to something that kills you. Yeah, so if you're always young, are you never vulnerable? If, Unless it's some kind of mortal injury? If you're always young, that is just biological immortality. Well, I, I suppose something could still go awry. People, things go awry in young people all the time. True, yeah. But, like, not... No, no, wait. No. Uh, we've been dancing around uh, our, our monster of the week. I think we should devote the rest of this episode to them. The Mangani. Yes. Real quick, I want to say I did watch the 1932 Tarzan and the Ape Man film, which is the origin of the famous Tarzan yell. Adam, give us a sample of that, really quick. Oh! Very good. Oh no, the the apes—they're coming for me. Oh god! <laughs> Fortunately, you have a lot of time. The nearest apes live at the Philadelphia Zoo. <laughs> oh good, that the charter a bus. Yes. So there was one point in uh, Tarzan the Ape Man where a character showing off various groups of native African people to Jane as if they were so many zoo exhibits points out the Wakumbas, which due to either the 90-year-old super crunchy audio or the atrocious mid-Atlantic accent that every British or American character has in this movie and I can't tell them apart and it's important for the story that I do. Yeah. I absolutely heard Wakumbas as Wakandans, and I almost lost my damn mind. 
No, they, they, they're not the, the, the ones to cross over the story. There are a lot of... Cr- I will say, uh, in addition to Bill Conan, uh, Gadar, uh, there are a lot of crossovers that Tarzan encounters throughout uh, history. Black Panther in... Whoever was the Black Panther in the 1910s, like T'Challa's, like, great-grandfather or something. Mm-hmm. I, I guess Black Panther isn't really... Is Black Panther hereditary? I don't think so. It, it, um, no. Well, not exactly, because he's the, he's T'Chaka's son, but also he just so happens to be the best at being the Black Panther, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, like, Black Panther in the 1910s uh, versus Tarzan is a crossover comic I would read the hell out of. Sure. That's like Godzilla versus Cthulhu of, like, these are philosophically extremely opposed works. Speaking of, there's a crossover novel uh, of King Kong versus Tarzan. Whoa. <laughs> On their way to, from Skull Island to New York City, they stop in, in Africa. Which happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there, uh, what's it? Uh, King Kong gets out. He has a showdown with Tarzan. It's a, it's apparently a fun read. Hmm. Uh, they, uh, we'll get to another one at the end of the, the program. But yeah, crossovers like that. Are, are common. Mangani. Mangani. In the books, Tarzan is not raised by gorillas like the Disney film. Oh, no, no, no. He's raised by this uh, separate uh, species of ape. Yes, a species that, like Deloitte's ape, I believe, uh, that's one of those, but there's this one cryptozoological species that's said to be a chimpanzee-gorilla hybrid. And this uh, is yeah. a species indeterminate intermediate between chimpanzees and gorillas which would also mean that it's intermediate between humans and gorillas right and uh, this is like you know how <laughs> it's like in the how the matrix try, the matrix movies try to start explaining how ghosts happen mm-hmm. uh, later works trying to like explain what this is and that uh one of the the comics in the 90s suggests that's like um the mangani mangani are like a variety of bigfoot or sasquatch and they're this huh. and, and they all exist in the same kind of intermediate space. Wait, is this the secret Bigfoot city? Uh, th- this, may, this may be. This is the biggest... This might be the last episode of Finding Monster, right? <laughs> <laughs> all the oh, eggs but... are really coming to roost. Wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a- April is, is a, apparently our nexus point. Truly, wow. We accidentally stumbled on a wrinkle in space-time, I think. Yeah, so the... Uh, the Mangani are have, are organized as tribal bands. They've got a leader, a, a dominant male king, uh, that uh, kind of rules over them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, a la all these kind of these same points that we have with Tarzan. It's very convenient that there's systems like this so that Tarzan can, you know, uh, take the place of the the biggest one, and and become the best boy. Truly the best and strongest boy. He lands on Torok Makto and he becomes Torok Makto mm-hmm. and he can fly around on a gorilla. Uh, another aspect of the Mangani uh, and it, is that they have, um, they are susceptible to occasional bouts of madness. Madness, you say? And, and this might be, this might be some of the, I would call it the, what, 19, uh, early 1900s understanding uh, from this author's of uh, of jungle animals, mm. uh, that's like, oh yeah, every now and then they go crazy, they go jungle mad, <laughs> <laughs> and they start lashing out violently. Not like if they lived in London town. 
Yeah, before before Jane Goodall was on the scene, hmm. they're just like, oh yeah, apes. They go they go crazy sometimes. Hmm. Everyone goes a little ape crazy. Everybody goes a little ape crazy. Now, as we mentioned before, uh, the Mangani also have their own language, mm-hmm. and uh, they have there are several words. Tarzan means white skin, as we talked about. Uh, what does Mangani mean? Mangani means great apes. Tarmangani means great white apes, i.e. white-skinned people, such as Tarzan himself. Gomangani means yeah. dark-skinned people. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, they are... Bolgani <laughs> is flat, or as in earthbound, apes, i.e. gorillas. Hmm. Numa means lion. So if they see a lion uh, and they're shouting it, they go, Numa, 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 hey. <laughs> I-, I will say that we got a big kick out of this when we're looking up this topics for this one. The number of... T- of- no Mangani tribes is like more than there are countries in the world. <laughs> well, there's like so many tribes, but there's all these like these are individuals. So like Kerchak is one of them, or like Kala, which means milk light. Yeah, there's Mumga, which is some kind of red. Yeah, Mung means something red. Uh, Taglat means neck nose. Yeah, it, it, it's weird. I. I... It makes me think of these books that neither of us have like read a page of. Um, of read like those uh like you know two two incomprehensible like sci-fi books mm. where they just keep dropping these names of different ape tribes. Yeah, there's the tribe of. All right, here's the BuzzFeed quiz. Which which um, Mangani tribe are you? <laughs> the tribe of Golot, Black Eye. The tribe of Kerchak, whose name has a an unknown meaning. The tribe of Malgash, which means yellow tooth. Moloch, short something. Toyat, purple eye. Ungo, jackal. Zutho, big mouth. Zuyad. And Tug, the rogue or tribeless Mangani. I, I personally am a big fan of the uh, of the Tana clan, hmm. which is a w- warrior light. Oh, I gotta go with tribe of Ungo. Oh yeah, jackal tribe. Yeah, Jackal Tribe. Yeah, they're they're from uh, Tarzan and the Madman, uh, where Tarzan meets a guy that looks like himself that people think think is Tarzan. <laughs> what? Man, you are out of ideas. <laughs> it's uh, again, I- I'm not sure exactly the format that these pulp like stories were were pitched, but I- I'd be I'd be mad if I was in the in the early 1900s and I was reading a pulp series and like just the guy went to the same well every week. Uh, the funny thing is, one of those Tarzan stories we did make up. <laughs> yeah, uh, cho- choose your one. Yeah, you should. It's it's pretty obvious to know which one. I mean, it, it sounded so much crazier than the others. Well, I will say that's oh. my um. Hello, hi, it's me. The Mangani are definitely not a Nessie knockoff. They're real, and I'll prove it. Oh, you will. Yes. I'll capture one and bring it back to England, where I'll receive my... be reunited once more. Hmm, yes, I bet you will. I bet Chucky 3 would be very interested in that. How do you know about that? And also, don't tell him! Yeah, I think that, um... I think that Carol colonialism it, it should return to cyberspace where you, you once belong. Yeah, I think we need to... Uh, I think we need uh, some time before we get... No, let me help! Let me help him, please! <laughs> No, oh, yes, I want to be helped. This is, this is a good plan. No, okay. Uh, Adam, just uh, d- disconnect and reconnect the call, and in the meantime, just click off of Mangani. Uh, yes, uh, let's do that.
Okay. Okay, so... Hello. Why did... I didn't have to actually do that. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, how can, how can we, is there anything we can say to make sure that Kuroplotism is still here? Uh, just don't say that, just don't say the C word. Oh, Just okay. be like Disney's Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> and pretend like that's not a thing. Oh. Alright, well, this, uh, this has been a, a, a fun exploration of these, of these people in, the, in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, by fun, I mean, uh, d- deeply upsetting. Truly, yes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, Maybe it's time to get into the final rating place. Agreed. Let's put this uh, uh put this creature to bed. Mm. Uh, the I, I think that the the concept of that my favorite parts of the this Tarzan these Tarzan tales is the pulpy nature of them. Yes. <laughs> the the fact this kind of like serialized like you know oh every now and then you see what what new uh, crazy tribe he's, he's run into. And it's these kind of relics of history. He's almost like Indiana Jones, but with like living, uh, like living civilizations that he, that he keeps running into. Uh, but the fact that this like is a bit of a, um, a eugenic f- fantasy, uh, like at its core, makes it a very uh, unfortunate situation because I would love to, in our modern day, re- ignite some of the best parts of that pulp like storytelling without all of the uh that darkness baggage you know i actually realized something uh one of my various miscellaneous notes that i have here uh-huh. i think i know what the definitive version of tarzan is oh uh, uh can you show me do you want to know about this tarzan like me? Yes, please. What? I.e. not racist? Well, not actively racist. We all have unexamined biases. It's not a good person who claims, like, I am not racist. Like, What are you, uh, what are you saying there? What's the, what's the one? Uh, an 1894 book by one Ruyard Kipling, The Jungle Book. Oh, hey, that's a, that's a good call. Yeah. Burroughs claimed that he was not influenced by The Jungle Book and that his only inspiration was the Roman myth of Romulus and Remus. Your Kipling commented <laughs> that Burroughs had jazzed the motif of the Jungle Books and, I imagine, thoroughly enjoyed himself. That's a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> and Edgar Burroughs is like, how dare you accuse me of jazz? <laughs> yeah. Hey, why Rice? How many other Edgar Burroughses are there? <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't get any whiter than Rice, <laughs> is all I'm saying. Damn. Anyway, yeah, so Burroughs, the jazz man. Um, I gotta say, I think that, uh, I think the Jungle Book is not as fucked up as Tarzan is in that racist way. I mean, Rear Kipling also wrote The White Man's Burden, and there are some schools of thought that it was satirical rather than serious, but the Jungle Book never does that, does it? No, I don't think so. It's, uh, I would put it as, yeah, definitely in that more innocent end of the spectrum. It's that, it's the, what you call it, the, the animated shorts of Tarzan as a little boy. Yeah. Versus Tarzan, the conquering man. Hmm. Is what it feels like, you know? There's also, I don't think there's any white people in the Jungle Book story. Huh. Ah, you're, you're right. They kind of, they keep it to where, to where it belongs. If you just, like, mix Tarzan and the Jungle Book like both Disney adaptations and you just put them together on top of each other. 
you would get the perfect wild child story. Yeah, and a uh, that wild child story is kind of uh, is what people always go back to. Mm. You know, th- that's the that's the nugget of this that's that uh, you're like stumbled across. Yeah, and like you said, that's the fun part. Like the yeah. the pulpy bit, the bit of like I live in the jungle, I don't have to pay taxes. Maybe on Tuesday I'll run into a dinosaur. Who knows? Like that's the funnest. No offense to the the creatures themselves, but the Mangani aren't a what I would call interesting uh, version of this. Like you know, every all kinds of iterations of this sto- tale have happened uh, before and again. And like you know, uh, we talked about the Navi earlier this year, mm-hmm. which is like it's like you know, it's very it's a similar tale. And th- I think the worlds and the creatures are much more interesting than just saying, oh, yeah, they're like Bigfoots, I guess. I don't know. I would almost say that, like, during the Avatar episode, all of the animals are just like, oh, yeah, what if, like, a rhino but an alien? What if a tiger but an alien? What if a whale but an alien? What if a dragon, I guess, but an alien? And, like, this is, like, actual Earth creatures. There's pterodactyl people in this. <laughs> that have mind powers? That's so much cooler than regular pterodactyls. They have mind powers? Wait, I didn't get that far. Yeah, they do. They, they, they I think, can speak telepathically and stuff like that. And Yeah, uh, it, I will say that is a, a good point. That's once you go out of the planet, you can do whatever the hell you want to. But staying here, there's a tangibility there. It's, I, it's amazing that Tarzan travels to Wisconsin. And also meets pterodactyl people. And meets, like, Romans. Yes, like, there's a good way to do that. He goes to Atlantis, and he, he's not weighed down by the the um, the weights of, like, realism. He's just, there's, there's more lost tribes than there are, like, found tribes. Yes. In the books. And I, I think that's a, a wonderful thing. That pulp means that it doesn't have to, like, you know, check out. Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't have to give your work a thumbs up. Hmm. You know what? I think I have a fix for the next modern Tarzan story. Well, what are you thinking? Make him African. Literally just make him, like, a member of, like, a civilization more local to the area. Yeah, uh, basically a a jungle bucket. Jungle bucket. Jungle bucket. Get it on. Yeah. If you you use that as a a good multiplier, that's real good. Uh, Because I, I I have seen people point out that, like, why... Why Disney hasn't yet done a, a Tarzan live-action remake. Mm. And I think it's with their, uh, you know, their more, I would call it, di- diverse casting. They see that as having too many... It's too fine of a... Um, it's too delicate of a situation for them to navigate. Yeah, yeah, that's actually... That's a great point, because, like, we get to, like, The Little Mermaid and people are racist about it. So, like, imagine Tarzan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no... Swinging with apes in in Africa is something that you have to be really careful about how you portray that. Yeah, I mean, no, people are gonna latch onto that and shit's gonna go south. But no, I think so, black. I think like an African Tarzan. Maybe he's also Black Panther. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. No, you can't be both. But they can fight, and I do think that would be sweet. Yeah, I think that. I, I think that a, a more delicate hand could make a really. A uh, good version of that story. Oh, for sure. That is yeah. something that you can't like overhype. And, and if there's ever a ever been a like a, a property to re to grab and like look at it again through uh, um, 
it's called imperial eyes mm. <laughs> and like and have those critiques <laughs> it, it, this is a good one for it yes absolutely so the mangani where do they fall on your rating scale the mangani um what did i give bigfoot you know i don't remember but i'm gonna go ahead and give the mangani a i mean they exist to be a weird racist metaphor and i guess that's bad yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give them a uh, three out of ten. I'm gonna go ahead and give them a five out of ten, just because I do like the fact that they're Bigfoot and like they're apes that can talk, and that makes them different from like gorillas and stuff. Like talking gorillas, that's crazy. Now let me tell you about pterodactyl men. <laughs> they live in Wisconsin yes. sometimes. In these well, we stories, can't... a pterodactyl man could just run for mayor of Wisconsin and maybe win. And how cool is that? <laughs> like, That's really cool. That's the fun part, not the part where it's like, no, white people, right, guys? And we're like, no, not really. No. But, but before we go full pterodactyl, let's, uh, uh, we are only halfway through the month of April. True. We've got more to do. And uh, next time, our, uh, our ape endeavors are going to take over the entire world. So, uh, so join us then. Uh, check out our Discord. Yep, check out that Discord. Uh, recently, we were talking about the Mario movie, actually, and red green color blindness. Yeah, join us. Yeah, join us. <laughs> you cannot resist. Join the Discord. Uh, and one more for the road. <laughs> oh. Tarzan Boy. The song called Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. I feel like they really wanted to do a Tarzan song, but they realized the music they wrote had an extra syllable. Thank you.